Welcome back to the Kick and Post YouTube channel and podcast, and welcome to one of our first trade ranking videos we've ever done. Grade in your trades. Um, Sir. How you doing this morning, Chris? I'm good. I'm good. glad we're on this segment. I get to show out a little bit, yeah. show y'all how I finesse, how I move. Oh, I don't gosh. win every trade, but I do win some. You do. Hey, we're not going to get them all, but we're going to get some of them. And as a person who's in roughly 20 leagues, um, about 15 of them dynasty, that makes for a lot of data to be compiled on people making trades for different players. So I don't have to go very far to get trades. We don't have a big audience yet, but I could just dive into my leagues, screenshot a few of what's been happening, and I could give you guys a wide array of what people think of certain players and picks. And with the NFL draft coming up in two days... So we're kind yes, of dating this, you know, recording on 425 for all y'all watching. Um, we get to see how people value the first-round picks in the rookie draft, pre-NFL draft. Um, what people think of players that are already in the league in comparison to these picks. And how you could kind of navigate, in Dynasty especially, to acquire some solid talent for a lot of unknowns. So each trade we cover today will, will either have a first-round rookie pick... Um, and I think only one has an early second round rookie pick. So let's hop into them, bro. Go ahead. Let the people know which is the first one we're going to cover. All right. First one is going to be my trade. I had the 1-1. One, one, mm -hmm. And yes, my team was bad, but that was a part of the game. And ended up scooping Josh Allen, Javante Williams, and the 1-5 for DJ Moore, Trevor Lawrence, Malik Willis, and the 1-1. One, one. Thought process behind this is... I love Jameer Gibbs. I was actually considering Jameer Gibbs at the one, but why would I take that when I can sell it, get the five, move back, still get my guy? So not only did I do that with this trade, but I also cemented a top two dynasty piece on a down year, apparently. On a down year, he's number two. Two years before that, he's number one in fantasy and Josh Allen, so had to lock that up. There is a lot of potential with Trevor Lawrence, but... I just don't see him touching Josh Allen anytime soon in terms of like throwing and on the ground. So I think for a dynasty move, this makes sense. I had to sell the hype on Bijan, and I think I went the right direction. What do you think? I think this trade is fairly even. Um, I am pretty sure this trade went down before DJ Moore was a bear, though. So even though DJ Moore, it says Chicago on the pick, as you can see, um, we screenshotted these after a lot of trades have happened. But DJ Moore, still going to be the wide receiver one in Chicago, paired up with Justin Fields. I think that'll be a better offensive situation for him this year. Trevor Lawrence is an up-and-comer at the quarterback position. I think dynasty ranking QB-wise, he's top seven. Some people would have him like top five. I, I don't know if I could reach that far, and I am a Jags fan. But he's definitely a top seven quarterback in dynasty. Um yeah. 101 is Bijan, and we know what Bijan's expected to be. And Malik Willis, honestly, is that's a good way to get off of him. You sweeten the deal for Bobby Woods, but I don't think it really means anything. I think you could take him completely out of the trade, and, I, and I'd still feel the same way. Um, 100%. Javante Williams coming off a knee injury. We have to see what the draft does. So that's why it's big that you got the 1-5 back as well. So you didn't completely move out of the first round. You have the ability to go get another first-round caliber running back um and josh allen has been like the perennial top two top three fantasy quarterback in dynasty for the last what four years so four or three years yeah 
past um, three years. Last year he yeah. was number two. The two before that he was number one. Yeah. I so I think it's a fairly even trade, and it depends on who's going where. Um, obviously, Bobby is a strong believer in Bijan, um, and he's buying the Trevor Lawrence hype, which, trust me, after next year we'll be talking about him as a top five dynasty, no question, quarterback. Oh, for sure. Um, and then DJ Moore is going to be a very viable player for the Chicago Bears. Um, so I don't think it's much of a fleece. I think it's fairly even on both sides. I think you guys will both get some good value out of those picks coming up. Yeah, and just in how my team was structured at the time, I knew BJ wasn't saving my roster. Clearly, I got the 1-1 one, one for a reason. So I constructed a championship team, which you'll, you'll, you'll see throughout this. But you ready for the next one? I'm ready for the next one. All right, we're going back to me again. It's the 1-4 and the 2-10 for the 1-5, which I just got, and a 2-8. The ideology of this was I just know who I'm drafting with. And there's certain people that know me and know that I love Gibbs. But if you know me, you really know me, you know I love value. And at that four spot, there's way more value than at the five spot because you can lock yourself in a QB. At this time, this is when AR-15 Pro Day was coming up. All the hype was around him. And I wanted to at least secure that before everyone got a chance to see how he would throw the ball. He had a great Pro Day, had a great combine. So now I have more options. I could always go Gibbs at four still. I can go AR-15, but even if AR-15 is at that spot, I can move back again, trade, and get even more value because I have that locked down. So that was my thought process behind it. This just opens up more options for me down the road. I did move back two spots in the second round. Don't think it's that big of a deal because moving up one spot in the first would be way more valuable if you pick up what I'm saying. You definitely made this trade before the combine, if I remember correctly, because the combine definitely put AR on everybody's radar. Obviously, you made this trade with somebody who has watched UF football, um, so he was fully aware that AR was in this draft. It's not like it was a fleece of any kind. Um, and even though it looks so simplistic, you know, move two spots back in the second, move one spot up in the first, it changes things tremendously in that first round, because like you said, you have all the power at the 1-4 now. Bijan's definitely the 1-1. One, one. Um, presumably, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are the 2-3. and three. You have your choice of quarterback right there. You still have Gibbs right there. You have your choice of JSN right there. You have your choice of moving back again if you don't really love where the landing spots go. Um, and in the second round, that two-spot drop, you're already looking at different potential prospects back there and one thing that hasn't been stated this is a tight end premium league so you could expect the Dalton Kincaid's of the world to go a little bit earlier the Michael Mayers of the world to go a little bit earlier uh uh buddy out of Georgia I keep forgetting his name right so that will also bring some value to the back end of the second so I think it was a good trade on your side and I don't think Nick did anything crazy either he also acquired some decent value again another pretty fair deal yeah, well, Nick did that on the assumption that I'm taking Gibbs because he wants AR, which is fine because he still gets extra value in his guy, which is what I led to, like, with that trade. But like I said, I need options. Like, that five has way less options than four, and you'll see with this next trade why I did what I did. So yes, we're sir. to the third one. Where is it? So I ended up moving that one four along with a 2025 first. A 210 this year and the 3-3 this year for T. Higgins, 
the 1-8, and the 2024 first from Kevin, who at that time has seemed like he was like restructuring, might go into tank mode for, you know, Caleb Williams, Drake May. So that first could be a really early first. Had to buy that pick now. Right now they're going to be the cheapest they're ever going to be because after Thursday, just don't even think about it till like midseason when you have to like pivot or make a move. But so 1-8 and T Higgins, I could have got for the 1-4 alone, which is f- phenomenal value. T Higgins would be pick fourth in this draft if you put him in there right now. Um, on top of that, I got the eight. So this is me taking a little gamble, especially knowing with the people that I'm drafting with, I do feel like I can still get Gibbs at eight. I kind of have a sense of who's going before there. It is a reach, but in my eyes, I get Gibbs, best case scenario. Worst case scenario, I get Jordan Addison. Either way, I come out a dub. So I like this trade, probably my favorite trade, because it's my first time getting T. Higgins in any league. So... I'm heavily weighted on the T. Higgins side of this deal. Um, 2025, I don't know who's in that draft. And I know there's a lot of guys who are big on, like, Debbie leagues or, you know, obviously the prospects that are about to come into college and so on and so forth or the prospects who are freshmen this year. 2025, I like to buy my picks one year out. I'm not going to go two years out. The 1-4 is a solid pick to try to acquire, but you, unfortunately I feel like Kevin gave up a whole lot. To get that one for. Um, well, he thinks JSN is the next Jettas, which by all means, if you believe it, get your no, guy. No, but if he, if he does believe that, I completely understand. But you have a very viable wide receiver option in T. Higgins. And even if yeah. you have the next Jettas at the one four, I, I just believe at the one eight, you could still get very viable wide receiver talent. And when you pair T. Higgins with who you could get at the one eight, which we did a mock draft recently. And you have players like Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison. If you're a Quentin Johnston fan, you have him back there still. Um, I feel like you could get Jay Jettas type production out of T. Higgins and Zay Flowers. Or T. Higgins and Jordan Addison. And you gave up your 2024 first when you're going kind of like in a semi-rebuild mode. And that draft, if you end up with like, say, the 1-1 or the 1-3 in that range, you gave up two... Very va- valuable dynasty assets going forward for you, which yeah. you think is Jay Jettas. So, exactly. Again, and I think this trade even boosts my side even more because, like you yeah. said, T. Higgins is very good. If I take him away and you're going to plug in a rookie receiver, history shows rookie receivers don't perform too well their first year, unless you're like a freak Jay athlete, Jettas Jamar, or Chase Jamar Chase or Jay Jettas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, by all means. But if JSN struggles, that's going to help my 24 pick. So, I, I'll take the chance. Couldn't say no. And T? Come on. T? Yeah. I think the the love for T kind of went down a little bit. He had a a fairly rough stretch of the back end of the year, fantasy-wise. Yeah. Was dealing with a little bit of injury this year. But people sleep on what he's been for the Bengals since he's gotten to that roster. So, yeah, you know. I watch every game. He's disgusting. He's nasty. I think that's a, a, a fairly solid win for you in that deal. Thank you. I love the um, I love the cosine because mm-hmm. I want to do T for the one four alone, but I had to be patient and I knew I could get more value out of it. I just had to figure out a way to finesse. So another side note, you might be offered a great trade if they offer it to you. You don't have to accept that immediately. You can work, you can conversate, you can talk. I'm not saying be greedy. 
I'm just saying do your due diligence because if they say no to whatever you offer, they'll probably still accept what they offered you 10 minutes ago. That's a fact. So on to the next one. I think this is yours now. Okay. Yeah, so we got Evan Ingram, the 1-8, and the 2-5, and you traded away Darren Waller, the 112, and the 212. All right. So I get to go into my reasoning a little bit. Um, this is for the new Teal and Steel League that we've started. So all these rosters are startup rosters, and then we randomized the rookie draft. So none of these rosters are like, you know, based on production last year. So I go into this deal. Um, I was able to take Darren Waller very late in this draft because we technically don't have a tight end spot in this one. Something we're trying out with the yeah. new league. Um, we just added an extra flex spot. Of course, tight ends are still available. There's no tight end premium, but you're not forced to start one. So we're seeing how people would value the tight end position. Um, nobody really cared. So I was able to get Darren Waller, I think it was mid-10th round. And then after getting Darren Waller mid-10th round, of course, he was still in Las Vegas at the time. A lot of mouths to feed. Within a day, he gets traded to the Giants. Not as many mouths to yeah. feed. Um, very different offensive scheme. But a coach that's been known to utilize the tight end when he has a fairly solid one. And rookie tight ends in the New York Giants offense last year were able to produce somewhat. Again, no weapons out there really. But I was interested in that move, so to speak. But here's the big secret. I don't think Darren Waller is going to be very good next year. Cap. I think he's going to be okay. I think he will produce if he's able to stay healthy. I do think he gets to 1,000 yards, but I don't think he's going to be what he was when he first hopped onto the scene, especially for the investment price that you were able to get him at when he first hopped onto the scene. Okay. Also, in this league, we're not forced to start a tight end. So my process was to try to move him off the hype immediately, right? Um, and I had somebody who I knew was a huge Waller fan. And saw that the Giants was a good landing spot. And pre-draft, there's nobody on the Giants to worry about. But again, that's pre-draft. I do feel like the Giants are going to add a viable wide receiver option in the draft this year. And Evan Ingram isn't a bad downgrade when I'm able to go up to the 1-8 and the 2-5. That's where I, I was sold, essentially. If I, I don't even see it as a downgrade. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean... The only downgrade is that there's going to be so many mouths to feed in Jacksonville this year. You're talking Christian Kirk. You're talking Calvin Ridley. Um, Zay Jones has been viable for us. And then you add Evan Ingram to the mix. That's four deep. And we have Travis Etienne, so we're going to run the ball. You know? Yeah. So there's just so many options. While if you look at Darren Waller right now, it's Darren Waller and Saquon Barkley. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah, my bad. Wondell. Wondell. But he's coming off injury. We don't, know what, we don't know what we're going to get out of Wondell at the first half of the year. Right? That's so, true. I was convinced with the 1-8. Again, we did a mock. I could add Jordan Addison. I could do Zay Flowers. I could do a quarterback if they slip back there. And then at 2-5, there's running backs that I love that are going to go in the second round. The Sean Tuckers of the world. The Tajay Spears. The our boy out of Illinois. Chase Brown. Did I get mm -hmm. that right? Yeah. Um, yes, so, I'll be able to add a lot of weaponry. While at the 112, and especially the 212, I didn't see the same options for me. So that's why I pulled the trigger on that deal, and I think I did fairly well. Yeah, I think you ate on that. 
that four spot move up in the first is crucial. Mm-hmm. That move up in the second round is even more crucial. Because like you said, that's a pretty early second compared to an early third you traded away. So I like it. The spots will be there. And you have a chance to really eat if someone slips up in that early second because a lot of people are getting some hype that I don't think are the best prospects. But I know you like your boy Tajay, and I don't see why he wouldn't be there at 2-5 if he gets drafted in the third round on Thursday or Friday. And potential also is not because I have the pick mean I have to use it. Somebody's going to fall in love with a prospect at the 2-5 and be willing to yeah. deal me somebody that they think isn't that amazing that I might have belief in going into next year. You know, um, it's true. I will always say, if you acquire a ton of rookie picks, the best thing you can do is not use all of them, because somebody's gonna bust. You're not gonna go 100% hit rate on these rookie picks. So, if there's value to be had, and you could go on guys who already have production in the league, go ahead and move some of those picks. I've traded Amari Cooper for the one eight before. Um, other way around, like giving the person the Amari Cooper and got the one eight. Um, in the Justin Jefferson draft. And I didn't take Jay Jettas. I took like Jalen Rager or Michael Pittman. Right? I missed. Ooh. See, like I missed. But the person who got Amari Cooper, outside of inconsistencies, he's been a very viable option for him. You know? Yeah. So like, again, there's still potential to miss at these picks. So the best thing you could do is kind of weigh your options and see who's really falling in love with the prospects. And sometimes it's best to just move off the guy if you don't see a guy you love. So that's my suggestion. My little tidbit with these trades. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, next one we got. Trade with Bobby Woods. We got Derek Carr and the 1-5 mm-hmm. for Daniel Jones and the 1-8. All right. So we both aren't involved in this one for the first time. What When you look at this from face value, how do you feel about it? At first, I was like... A little bit more on Bobby's side because he's now in the top six of the draft. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I am a growing Daniel Jones fan every <laughs> time I watch him play. Like, okay. Okay. Vanilla Vic, like, Vanilla I'm Vic? so... <laughs> yes. <laughs> he, yes. He's good. He has got more weapons. They're going to surround him with more weapons. They just committed to him long term. Mm-hmm. Like That's a good good trade. You move back to the eight, like you said. You're not completely out of like top tier talent, but you can whoever follows you, congrats, you got him. But unless you're, like, in love with JSN or Gibbs, which a lot of people aren't, then this is a trade where you like your guy, you still get value back, and you roll the dice. I like it for Jacob, mm-hmm. for the Derek Carr situation. I'm not too sure how Bobby's team is structured, but we could see the best car we've seen in a minute. New Orleans has a solid offensive line. Might be the best offensive line he's played behind in his career. He got... Might have two running backs. Alvin Kamara's about to get suspended. They just got Jamal Williams. We'll see how the draft unfolds for them. Michael Thomas, big question mark, but who cares? Chris Olave's in the building. So that's true. That's true. I mean, I think this is a pretty good trade, honestly. Like you can't I either team didn't really get finesse, but if I had to pick one, I picked the Daniel Jones side. I agree hundred percent because this is a fantasy game. And one thing that Daniel Jones gives you is that rushing side. I won a championship off of Daniel Jones's leg last year, but he ran for like four touchdowns or five touchdowns in championship week. I'm a huge Danny Dimes, a.k.a. Vanilla Vic fan um, when it comes to fantasy football. Um, you know, with the sneaky athleticism, we've talked about it before, 
Boy's just athletic. Stop calling it sneaky. We know why you call it <laughs> a sneaky, right? But boy's just athletic. We could just call him athletic. Um, the one A, there's still a lot of viable options at wide receiver back there. But you are right. The reason why Bobby did move up to the one five, he has a lot of love for JSN, and that's fine. And we've seen Derek Carr produce fairly well at a fantasy level. It's just there's been a little bit of inconsistencies or injury or, you know, this year getting benched at the back end of the year. But he's no, I don't think he's a scrub. No. So I think if it's me, I'm siding with the Danny Dimes in 1-8 side. But I could easily see why you would go Derek Carr in the 1-5 side. Because you don't lose a starting quarterback. You're going to have a starting quarterback. Each team did in this in this trade. And then you both have viable picks in the first round. It's not like a huge gap. Like there's still viable wide receivers for you or other options at the one eight. And you get your JSN almost hundred percent if you're at the one five. You lock that player in for yourself. So fairly good deal. Yeah. Fairly good deal by the guys. Fire fire deal. Glad mm-hmm. both I just I hate the narrative that you have you have to completely win, win a trade. It could like, be even. This is a situation where both parties win. Everybody's happy and you just go about your day. Exactly. Like, don't forget that, man. We live in a very capitalistic world, but <laughs> you have to on win. To the next you have one. to get the most value. <laughs> nah, bro, just get what you want out of it. But yeah, get what it. you want, man. So we got auto. Shout out to Automatic, you know, the boy. Check yes, your trades. But we got the <laughs> 1-6 and a 2024 second for Cooper Cup and a 2024 third. And I'm actually upset this went through because I had a deal lined up for Cooper Cup and Otto hates me. So <laughs> shout out to the kid. But I never I, talked to I can't this be man ma- anymore. No Yeah, more. he's such a... I mean, in his defense, I do send him bullshit trades it, probably once every other day. So he hates me for the right reason. But I am happy he made this. He seems like... He's going to rebuild. He got what he wanted. The 1-6 for Cup, I think, is solid depending on who he takes with that. I'm just mad he's not on my roster, but can't be upset. So, I tr- I got an offer before this deal went through for um, one six for Devonte Adams, and I declined Wait, it. Okay. So, I mean, I'm I'm also going rebuild. I have a roster that has no quarterback play, um, has solid positional players, but no quarterback play. So I'm trying to go somewhat of a rebuild. And I was offering my wide receiver duo for first round picks. So like. I was offering Diggs for a top five first round pick, or I was willing to go Devontae Adams for like the three through five. The one six was a little bit too far for me. I was trying to offer Travis Kelsey for the one six. Um, nobody really pulled the trigger on any of those. Um, but yeah, I think this is a fair deal for Otto and a good trade for Hunter. Um, we'll see where Cup lands. I don't know if he'll start the season with the Rams. Obviously, draft day's coming up. A lot of moves can be made. It looks like the Rams are committed to rebuilding. You know, letting Jalen Ramsey out the building for a bag of chips. Um, Aaron Donald's a question mark to come back next year. So those championship years might be in the rear view. So we'll see what they're building going forward. But I think it's a great time to get off of Cup. And that's a good that's a good value back. I think, again, both guys did fairly well in this deal. So Yeah, I love Cup. I still think he's a beast. Yeah, 100%. But at the same time, if you look at Otto's team, this is the right move in the right direction for Hunter. I like the move, but that's not his last move because the way my team is structured now, um, Wavy, Cade, I don't think that puts him in a discussion with us just yet, but he's getting there. So 
Don't we'll worry, see. I might be able to help him out some because I'm still trying to get off some pieces. Yeah, hey, no, hit me up. You want? I got a one eight still, baby. You can talk to me. Talk to me. <laughs> All right, on to the next one. We got this trade. I'm mad. I got the notification, but it is what it is. It's um, Sam Howell, the 2023 110, <laughs> 310 for Hayden Hurst. Shout out to the boy. Thank you for your service. Jordan Love and the 3-5. So let's get into it. We all knew one way or another it was going to end up being Jordan Love being the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers this year. This deal was made weeks before the news was official yesterday. Um, yeah. Sam Howell is projected to be the starter in Washington this year. Um, mm-hmm. But if you ask, if I give you the option of Jordan Love or Sam Howell going into the year for fantasy next year, which side are you feeling? Jordan Love. Okay. So that's one. Um, here's the thing. This is where it gets dicey, though. The 110 is a lot to spend for Jordan Love. Yes. With little to no starting experience, you are giving up, again, in this in this dynasty mock we did recently we did just the first round we got this is pre-draft obviously but we got will levis at the 110 right yeah um we believe hendon hooker is going to get drafted in the first round we got him at the 111 you could potentially get a quarterback at that back end most likely the only one you probably get is hendon hooker depending on landing spot but you could get a quarterback at the one end if it's not a quarterback you're pushing the jordan addison's and the zay flowers of the world to the back end i don't think jordan love is that much of a needle movie yet, but he's an unknown. So I could be wrong on that. If Jordan Love is the next great Green Bay Packers quarterback, this deal is a steal for null, 0-0-1, a.k.a. Spencer. Um, yeah, I think if you like Jordan Love, you had to trade for him right now because as soon yeah. as he steps on a field, he's going to go one of two ways, either extremely high or extremely low. Um, I think exactly. everyone's going to have like a hard judge on him in his first year because he's been there for, what, three years now? Almost. Two, three years. Yeah, so technically this is his rookie season, if you think about it. Like his it first is. full, okay, give me the give me the keys. Let me drive the whip, you know? So mm-hmm. I like it in terms of risk reward. Like we said in our other video, back in the first, you're probably better off moving it. Um Jordan Love would be that type of talent. Cause if you put him in this draft, I think he gets drafted over a couple other quarterbacks. Like if they were to get drafted today to Green Bay. He probably yeah, goes like in the first over. round again. Yeah, for sure. He would definitely sure, go so. in the first round again. So. It's the not one, a stretch. The one issue is Sam Howell in this trade. Because I'm not a full yeah. believer that he starts this year. I do just because Ron Rivera likes him. Like, like He's going to get a shot. He's going to get four games. Yeah, I get but it too. And their receiving does, core is crazy. I think they're going to take... We could see that pick we talked about. We could see a Hendon Hooker land in Washington. That's true. And then yeah. this whole thing gets blown up, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like Hendon Hooker could take the job from him within the second half of the year. There's, again, not a high investment point for Sam Howell. He was a fourth or a fifth-round pick, if I remember correctly. Right? Jordan Love is that first-round yeah. pick. Right? Again, yeah. it's all about investment and, and what you're willing to get back for what you invested in. And Jordan Love has the bigger contract and the fifth-year option. Sam Howell could get released for practically no cost to the, the Washington football team right now. So, Or should I say commanders? Um, yeah. So 
a lot of unknowns on both sides. And looking at it initially, you're like, ooh, Jacob might have fleeced. No. But I, again, I, I don't think it's that far off. Yeah, like I said, it's fair. It's just going to depend how those QBs fare out. Like, they both have their own risk-reward. Yeah. I, I don't even believe. I know Jordan Love's ceiling is higher than Sam Howell's. So the yeah. only way Jacob could win is if Jordan Love flops and Sam Howell is decent. Whereas, like, the other end, it's like Jordan Love could be great. And or he hits on that 110. If he hits yeah, okay. on that 110, then I was about to say, like, let's not forget the 110. If he hits on that 110 and in this draft, say, it mimics the, the mock we did and he gets Will Levis at the 110, which he wouldn't. Then, but, yeah. Um, yeah. Or he gets Hendon Hooker at the 110, which is possible. And then they hit, then, yeah, it'll be yeah. close to even unless Jordan Love becomes the third straight Green Bay quarterback to become a Hall of Famer, which if we're being realistic, yeah. the chances that I want to say is low, but Green Bay's gone from Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer. It's potentially another one to the mix, so. Okay. Okay. On to the next one. We got back to you, Amal. You received Robert Woods and the 1-7 okay. for Brandon Cooks, Desmond Ritter, and Taylor Heineke. Okay, okay. Let me explain myself. Go ahead. So I took Desmond Ritter. Again, this is the league with the startup draft. We didn't have any games last year. No rosters were set up a certain way. So this is straight from the startup right into the random rookie picks. And upon taking Desmond Ritter, all that was on my mind is how would I move Desmond Ritter? Um and then I think I was in round 16 and news came out that Taylor Heineke signed with the Falcons. And I was like, hmm. So I'm on the board. This is a super flex league. I have Desmond Ritter. It's not a guarantee that he'll start. Let me scoop up Heineke. So at minimum, I have the starting quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. I knew who I was drafting with. I knew there was a very big Atlanta Falcons fan in the room. Um, I knew he was a huge Desmond Ritter fan. So I immediately went to cooking. I also overheard him tell me that he's not a fan of rookie picks. So I got to cooking Damn. a little bit. Um, and I enticed him with the starting quarterback, potentially, for the Atlanta Falcons. Brandon Cooks, who, let's not get it twisted, is a way better asset than Robert Woods. Obviously, both are on the decline of their fantasy value. But I still yeah. think Brandon Cooks has the potential to give you two to three more good years. For the 1-7, which is a huge unknown. Now, when I did this deal initially, the league was up in arms. This is a fleece. How did he get fleeced like that? Does this guy know fantasy? But hear me out. There's no guarantees at this 1-7. Who knows if I'll pick the right receiver back here? Like I said, I traded Amari Cooper for Michael Pittman when Jay Jettis was on the board still. I could miss... And if I miss and get Robert Woods and a bust, like, say, Quentin Johnston. <laughs> Sorry, had to be disrespectful one more time. Um, and Shots Desmond fired. Ritter goes on to have a pretty solid, essentially, rookie year because he only played, like, what, he three will. games last year? We yeah, don't know that. You yourself, before we hopped on this camera, don't switch up, Chris. Before we hopped Check on this QBR camera. Check his QBR last four games. You said Bijan Robinson. Gets drafted by Atlanta at the 1-8, which would be crazy. I don't think they do that. Okay. But if he gets drafted 
at the one eight. Then there's so many weapons on that Atlanta Falcons field. All you have to tell him is to kind of just navigate it. Yeah, just, just don't distribute fumble. the ball. And if he distributes the ball well enough, he's going to be a very viable asset. No, I just think it's funny. You said Cinebron said he doesn't like rookie picks, Mm -hmm. but then trades for a rookie quarterback. Yeah, uh, Desert Ritter's pretty much a a rookie, so I don't. But it's his rookie. That's the thought process. It's his rookie. It's the starting quarterback for his favorite team, and he believes in the asset. That's what I'm saying. When you bring your, I guess, team biases, because I'm not going to lie, you could have done that to me with Trevor Lawrence. And I would have given you rookie picks for him. Obviously, different yeah. situation. One was seen as a generational quarterback, went at the first pick overall in the draft. And then... Yeah, there's that. Yeah. Now, but, I like Desmond Ritter. I love Desmond Ritter. But you still ate on this just because of that 1-7. There's, like you said, either way you come out good as long as you make the good pick. A.K.A. not Quentin Johnston. But, A.K.A. not Quentin Johnston. <laughs> but, but we know what Cooks is going to be in Dallas. Like I see him like definitely really good next year. Year two is going to be a lot of questions. Year three is like, You're all right, about they're year gonna have two. replacement. This man hasn't spent two years in the same place in so long. Exactly. Exactly. So, like, so. He might land again. Everybody makes fun of this. I feel like at some point I'm going to see this man in the Chiefs uniform. Dog, yeah, you might. You or he might. might end up in Buffalo with Josh Allen. Like, he's going to finally get a chance to play with one of the young, like, elite quarterbacks. Yeah. You know? And I know. But, um, at least with the other two, like you trade a Heineke and Rare, that's really one player because only one of them is going to play at a time. You're exactly. not starting both. But so. that's the thing. You don't have to worry about the starter unless Atlanta comes out on draft day and does some crazy deal to acquire Lamar. Yeah. I hope they do, but we'll see. Amen. But no, I got you on that side. Good deal. Good deal. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right. All right. On to trade number nine. Very upset that this went through without even my discussion because I had the 2-3. He could have came knocking at my door. But Kevin (laughs) trades Michael Pittman for the 2-2. Can I go first? Yeah, go ahead. What the fuck? That's what I want (laughs) to say. Bruh, you you couldn't call me. You got my number. You know where I live. We could have had a drink or two and chopped this down. The 2-2 for Michael Pittman? You could have you could have hit me, Broski. I tried to give Come you the on. first round pick for Michael Pittman during the season, um, Come on, bro. and it wasn't really working in your favor. You didn't love it. You thought my team was gonna be too good, and my first round pick would be at the back end of the first. And then the season ends, and you go, "Well, I don't even want a first round pick for him now." Exactly. I'm a I'm gonna take the two two for him. I have the two. Do I have the two four? Now nah, I might have traded out of that. But yeah, like. I think this is where we get a little bit too over our skis on what the prospects are going to be coming out. I will put pretty confident money that the person at the 2-2 will not have Michael Pittman production next year. He will not have Michael Pittman production the year after that, right? I think Michael Pittman hasn't gotten a fair shot to really shine. This was supposed to be his year to explode with a quarterback that could read defenses and kind of get the ball to him. Matt Ryan was washed. He was done. Cook. Boy, it was bleached. I mean, wash. He was yeah. donezo. <laughs> he was donezo. So we get back into things, and you could potentially get Michael Pittman with a rookie quarterback with an arm behind a line 
that underperformed last year. And we could actually see what this guy's about. And we trade him for the 2-2. And I mean, hey, man. Again, this is a tight end premium league this trade was made in. So Michael Mayer and Dalton Kincaid will probably move up a little bit, which moves some people back, right? And if you're a big believer in Quentin Johnston, he might be there at the 2-2. But I just don't think he's Michael Pittman. Um, Not at all. I like the Michael Pittman side of this deal heavily. Great, great job moving the rookie pick. Um, I honestly thought you'd have to wait until... To see who's on the board to move that? Because he could have. You're right. Would have still got the same deal. What? Probably better. I just don't understand what the rush was to get a 2-2. Yeah, you could have definitely... That... You could have definitely done something different there. Bruh. Can we're waiting. This trade? I'm getting hot, man. I'm mad. <laughs> but hey, good again. Good job moving the rookie pick, selling the hype. Great so, job. Good job, Cade. Good job, Cade. All right, we're down to our last two trades. We're back to your boy. Oh boy. And what he did. This is me going, committing to the championship mode. I, I went from having the one one, to now oh, a God, legit I contender. I traded, twenty twenty four first and third. For Derrick Henry and the 2024 second. That's... Now, that 2024 first and that 2024 second I got are going to be fairly close because Nick was the fourth worst team this year and clearly isn't getting better trading away Derrick Henry for this. Mm-hmm. He plans on drafting AR-15, and if AR is in a perfect situation, he's going to get benched his rookie year, so that's not going to help him either. And I actually see that second pick being like the 2-1, the 2-2. So, especially in the sense of me going in championship mode, someone else is in tank mode. I move back a couple spots and get Derrick Henry for the rest of his career. By all means, do what I got to do. I think you did a pretty good job on this deal. We don't know what's going on at the 2024 for you yet. 2024 first. Um... I understand making sure you get a first-round pick for Derrick Henry. I still think you have the potential to get a back-end first at least for Derrick Henry this year. But yeah, I understand the selling point. You gave up a 2024 second in the deal. I would not have done that. Um, no, I gave up a 2024 first and third. No, I mean him. Him. Oh. Like he gave up Derrick Henry and the second. I wouldn't, have, yeah. I wouldn't have done that with the way the team was structured. But I understand trying to get off of an older asset. Um and maybe he felt like he had to sweeten the deal a little bit because Derrick Henry is kind of up there in years and his his play style doesn't lead to him being successful in the back end of his year years. Um, but based on where you're going, you're only looking at this year and next most likely. You probably aren't worried about Derrick Henry four years out from this deal. So, well, the way my team is structured right now, I could lose. I could not play Derrick Henry, and I still feel like I can compete. Yeah, honestly, so. So, yeah, there's that part of the equation as well. Um, do I think you won the deal? Yeah, um, in the short term for sure. We do have to see where your first-round pick lands because crazy things happen in fantasy, bro. Um, I'm winning this year. I have. You can, you can go ahead and ship the sweatshirt now if you want. Save you some time. Nah, 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 nah. Again, I tell you, there are rosters I had last year that you could not tell me wouldn't be in the finals. And then football happened, and I end up with, like, the eighth worst record in the league. So yeah. crazy things happen in fantasy. 
But based on where your roster is setting up to go, I think this was a smart move for you going forward for the next two years. And if the whispers are right and Derrick Henry is going to be in an Eagles uniform behind the Eagles O-line and that electric offense, you will get a lot of rushing touchdowns um, well, if Jalen Hurts doesn't siphon them all. So, I don't but even yeah. think you want Hurts to get that anymore. You run an option with Hurts and Derrick Henry at goal line, they're not stopping that. No team can stop No that. team's stopping that. So I think right. that's a solid move for you, and I understand where Nick was coming from. I don't think it's like an outrageous miss or anything like that, but... I get, I get the reason. It's not a miss. I just I feel like, from a personal perspective, I do think he rushed it because he hit me up saying he wanted 2024 first just for Henry. But like I said, do your due diligence. Have patience. You can. That's a great deal as is, but yeah. or not a great deal in terms of like what I'm trying to pitch for my team and go full championship mode. It makes sense for both parties, but you still yeah. gotta squeeze the juice out. Get all that pulp, Which he all that good stuff. Out. Acquiring the second with Henry, pretty much essentially protected that you lost that first. Because like you said, I don't think Nick's roster is going to be able to make that a back-end second-round pick. So no. I would have tried to hold on for that with that pick for dear life. Yeah, or at least wait until the draft and be like, okay, can I move him for a this-year pick? I know he's big on next year and like um, Drake May, Caleb Williams again. He's, his plan apparently was to package Mike first with his to move up if he needs to. But especially knowing Nick, I do believe he'll be the worst team next year. He will okay. make sure of that. Gosh. <sighs> Tough. And on to the last move. <laughs> we got Cinebron back in the building. He Go traded away A.J. Brown, Michael Carter, Brees Hall, and the 212 for Tyreek Hill, Damian Pierce, the 112, and the 310. Can you want to go first or you want bit? me? Yeah, let me discuss Yeah, go ahead. Bit. Go ahead. So I have a little bit of my fingerprint on this trade. I was uh, approached Ow. by Jacob about how I felt about a deal he was working out with Cinebron, a.k.a. Joseph. Um, yeah. And when he read it out to me, I was, com- I was 100% honest with him. Um, this deal initially did not involve Michael Carter in the 310. Um, I think it involved the 110, the 112, Damian Pierce, and Tyreek Hill. And he was able to maneuver it out of that into the 310, the 112, Damian Pierce, Tyreek Hill, and he gets Michael Carter. Now, I think my, my selling point was offering the two first would be a really hefty price to pay. Mm-hmm. So I think readjusting the trade definitely landed it in his favor. You get Brees Hall. You get his, most likely his backup. Zenobia Knight's still over there. Um, but you get most likely his backup. You get to keep your 110. Um, you get A.J. Brown, who's a younger wide receiver asset. And I mean, 212 is just icing on the cake at that point. Um, Tyreek Hill is a game-breaking type of wide receiver. Fantasy-wise, big numbers, right? But Tyreek Hill doesn't do your roster... I feel like much good unless you have other very sound supporting pieces. I feel like Jacob could have wrote out the Tyreek Hill news, but the deal he made out of this to upgrade at the running back position, to upgrade long-term at the wide receiver position as well, I think it was a great move on his part. I do. Um, you take the floor. What the fuck? 
Okay. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Okay. AJ okay. Brown and Brees Hall for okay. Ty- next two years of Tyreek Hill in a, a early second. Come on, bro. Like, well, you got two first, dynasty pieces, like legit dynasty pieces. Damian Pierce is iffy because, like you said, in the draft, we don't know what's going to happen in Houston. Um, they're not committed to him because the draft capital, the 112 we discussed, and the 310 is disgusting. So, <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> like, I'm just putting it out there. You got two corner stores. You got AJ Brown, top five dynasty. Brees Hall, top five dynasty. Brees Hall's backup, who will hold you over until then because he's around talent and a half in New York. Mm-hmm. I, no doubt in my mind, Jacob swept this deal. This was done before the Aaron Rodgers deal as well. Um, but, yeah. you know, everybody was just waiting for that to be official. Um, and, again, Damian Pierce, if he survives the draft and Houston doesn't take anybody to split the backfield or potentially take over the backfield, Damian Pierce is a very fun talent to watch and I think could manage a workload of, like, you know, three downs. He could be a first three downs type of back, right? Um, yeah. But that Houston offense is horrible. And the way – And it didn't get better. Not the way, but I've been hearing a lot of rumors these last couple of days that they're not committed to a QB. Like, if Bryce Young is taking one, they could take defense at two, which doesn't help Pierce coming back from injury. Exactly. And Davis Mills, I think we've seen enough of that. Um that boy is going to be working for General Mills soon. <laughs> Facts. Uh, so it's a tough one to swallow, I think. I think Jacob won the deal. I do. I do I do think Jacob won the Cinebron deal. I think Cinebron woke up and was like, hmm, how can my team get worse today? Chill out. Come, let's do this. Bruh, come on. After that Tyreek New- Hill news, you have so much leverage, which I don't think he even attempted to use like this is a good trade if Tyree doesn't announce he's retiring soon by all means like you said explosive playmaker great trade but this is dynasty and right now you have two more years left of hill so if you don't win in these next two years then what like you gave up your i want to say Brees hall was his what second round pick aj brown was probably right after that yeah, I think it for was for one man. Third round pick. Yeah. Like so I mean he loves Daniel Like I Pierce, said. So Oh, sure. Love him. Take him. Get your guy. I'm a believer. But if he gets replaced and Tyreek Hill retires 2 years from now and you don't win, then I don't think this is a way to say, "Hmm, I'm committed to a championship. Let me trade away AJ Brown and Brees Hall for Tyreek Hill." Like if you're going to get like other pieces like a I think that trade's good enough to get like a Jay Jet is involved cuz He's a cornerstone piece. This type of trade, you go after like a Jamar Chase, like a legitimate piece, which Tyreek Hill is, but those players have long careers ahead of them at the same time. I don't think he's done making moves. Uh, I knew he reached out. I hope so. So he could pair two with Tyreek. Um, I think Tua Healthy is going to be a top five quarterback this year. I'll put that on film. Tua Healthy. Yeah, Tua Healthy Tua is going to be a top five fantasy quarterback this year. Sure now, obviously, Tua Healthy is the question mark, but we got to believe until we see otherwise, right? We've seen. What do you mean seen otherwise? We've seen. This I is mean, a dangerous sport. You're telling me he's not going hit, to get hit at least one time this year? That's all it's going to take. You think? One time landing. We saw it Cincinnati versus Dolphins. Took one sack. 
right. Done. You need to take one set. Um, yeah, like he's fragile. He's already small. Like the narrative that was before the draft came true throughout his career so far. And I don't see any quarterback not be able to take those hits, but especially with his size compared to the defensive ends tackling him, he's going to get thrown the same way he got thrown in Cincy, the same way he got thrown every other time, and it's just a slippery slope. It's just... You're right. I would stay away from Tua. Like it's The risk-reward, I feel like, heavily favors the risk side. The reward is there, top five, 100%. Don't think we see it. It's a really tough one, man. It's a really tough yeah. one. Because I think there's so much potential. But honestly... If I'm being completely real with myself, it's not so much the belief in Tua. It's just what they've done to surround whoever plays quarterback at that position. If they have any semblance of like skill and ability to read defenses and accuracy, they're going to be a very viable fantasy asset. Yeah. So, but all when this trade was made, all I was thinking was that team that Jacob had was already a problem. Now, yeah. it's like, because I'm also doing a sweatshirt slash hoodie slash t-shirt custom for this league as well. I'm going to get a Teal and Steel logo made professionally this time. Probably reach out to somebody on Fiverr. And um, that's going to be the, the trophy for this league. And when I look at his mm-hmm. roster, it's really hard for me to be like, mm, somebody could come out of the woodworks to beat this roster. Because Can he has what he has and he still has the 110. Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't even see that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Austin Eckler, Brees Hall, A.J. Brown, Amin Ross St. Brown, Terry McLaurin. Um, Khalil Herbert Don't. has to survive the draft, but Khalil Herbert, Darren Waller, Daniel Jones, right? Yeah. That's a solid roster. That's going to be hard to beat. D Hop on the bench, waiting to be somewhere other than Arizona. Tyler Lockett on the bench. Um, James Conner on the bench, right? So he has enough yeah. depth and he has enough star talent and he has the 110 so it's hard to see any team in this league really you know blowing yeah, him out of everybody stays healthy then he will yeah, be a champion. he should win the championship or at least like i said be in it um so yeah i think he's done great deals and done great deals in the startup draft as well to put his team in position to, to compete for a championship year one um but yeah if i had to rate that trade I think Jacob did a pretty good job of keeping his value. He almost went crazy because he was offering both first-round picks, A.J. Brown. <laughs> not Both first-round picks, Tyreek Hill, for, I think, A.J. Brown at one point. That's it. So he worked backwards. Breaking news. Sailor's <laughs> <Zaylis laughs> K ahead. is throwing people up on the trade block as we record. I got inspired, bro. I got to see what I got to fish real quick. If he can get that done, then anything is possible. Anything is possible. Garrett Wilson's now on the trade block in the Teal and Steel Dynasty League. Isaiah Pacheco, who, not to poop on Chris's parade, has to survive the draft. Um, Isaiah Pacheco um, is on the trade block. And Deshaun Watson, um, an asset that a lot of people have forgotten about because he had a rough year last year, but let's not get it twisted. I yeah, Watson's not moving unless it's a mega deal. Better years are ahead for Great. Deshaun Watson. Um, but yeah, maybe the next video we hop on, if it's post trip, I mean post NFL draft or pre NFL draft, we might have some more trades to come back with you guys. At the player profiles are starting to get a little bit more 
viewership, seeing as the draft is coming up. We appreciate the yeah, yeah. support on those. Jordan Addison, I think, is just above 28 views now. Um, y'all have been supporting, and we appreciate it. At 440 subscribers, hopefully you guys can get us on that 500 mark. That would be a big milestone for us. Keep listening to the pod. Almost 1,000 listens. Um, and we'll see you guys on the next video. Kick and post. YouTube channel and podcast. We out. You got anything to say to him, Chris? I just got an offer. Um, Ooh, it's your it boy. It's the same offer. It's Garrett Wilson in the 1-4 for Justin Jefferson in the 2-10. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. A I'm boy can try. A boy could try. <laughs> it's not happening. It's not happening. I love Jettas. Hey, man. I love Garrett Wilson. Don't stop trying. Don't. Because you don't know. Chris might crack. So I like that you keep trying. Keep doing your thing, Spence. But we'll catch y'all on the next one. Peace.